Guys, people, it's the first episode of 2021, episode 106, and I have a co-host today, LaToya Early. We're going to talk about the busy life and how, you know, if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to get used to this idea of being busy. But before we get there, I pour out my heart and get a little frustrated and break down in the middle of the show. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. I didn't break down, but I do have a frustrating moment and what in the world. But now it's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy season three of Inspire Guys People. The inspiration. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher. Let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you. Let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. I'm back. Yo, what up, people? How y'all feeling? Look, man, I'm excited to be back on the show today. Um, After a, you know, three to four month break, I feel refreshed, renewed, and ready to go. And we have a great topic today. Uh, we're talking about being busy, man, and I'm telling you, I am a super busy person. Things have changed through the years, um, and it seems like every year I get a little and little more busy. It's like the closer I get to my purpose, the more comfortable I have to be with being busy. And I want you to know that uh, we're going to have a good time in season three. This is season three of Inspire Guys People, episode 106. Yes, I pretty much decided over the break. Every new year is a new season. Like, that's how we going to do it. We started in October of 2018. So, yeah, like 18 through all of 19. That's season one. 19 uh, into 19 through all of 20. That's season two. And here we are at the top of 21 for season three. And I'm telling you right now, we are about to peel back layers. We're going to get a little more vulnerable. I need you to understand, people, that we've laid a foundation over the last two years. And now it is time to go one step further and getting really specific with how we implement things. So you're going to get a lot of episodes this year that are how-to, how to be inspired, how to buy a car, how to buy a house, how to buy stock, right? How to read the Bible. We're going to do a lot of how-to, not every week. We're also going to still have inspirational interviews, but we're going to peel back some layers. Thank you to everybody who's been listening to this show over the last couple of years. If you are a new listener, Sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. I have to ask you all something. You need to answer this question, especially if you're a new listener. Before we move forward, I need the answer to this question. And I need you to take this serious. Do you want to become the person that you were created to be? Do you want to become the person that you were created to be? Let me tell you something before you answer that. In order to become that person, it's going to take growth. It's going to take looking in the mirror and identifying your own flaws. On this show, we don't come here every week and talk about everything wrong that everybody's doing in the world. We come on this show and we look in the mirror. And we say, what can I do better to become the better version of me? Let me update y'all on a couple of things before we jump into the interview with LaToya. And it's going to bless you. 
Um, first of all, let me let me just bring y'all up to speed. New Year, Christmas, all those things were cool. We had a great time, friends, family, all that stuff. It's all good. Um, it's a little tough being in Michigan, if I'm being honest. Like we are in one of the most restricted states in the world, and it seems like I don't know. It seems like our numbers are just as high as everywhere else, but we can't do anything. Um, can't go out to eat and those type of things. So yeah, it gets a little you know frustrating sometimes, but. We've been making it through by the grace of God. Here we are today. Um, me and my wife switched to iPhone on our personal phone. So I guess to many people, it seems to be an accomplishment. I've been telling people that I switched to iPhone and they've been saying congratulations. And I'm not lying. Um, y'all weird. First of all, I've had iPhone the entire time. I have an iPhone for my corporate phone, but I just don't use it that much. I have it. I could use it. It's just I, I keep it at business. I don't do much extra. So we switched to iPhone from Android. We really just wanted to have a little bit of um, consistency across all our devices and a lot of the business tools and things that I do. I, I got tired of Android having to switch to a different phone every year. One year is Google. One year is Samsung and Galaxy Note. I'm like, oh, I just need to be able to upgrade my phone and have the best camera and experience and whatever else, period, right? But here's something that I was thinking about. You know, Android had this too, but, you know, a lot of people with iPhone, they get excited about the updates. And I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I'm thinking about it in a deeper way now. Based on that question, do you want to become who you were created to be? The iPhone or any smartphone, they have these software updates where the phone can do something new. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Every time you get an update, the phone can do something new. That's software. And then they have annual hardware updates. What's the hardware? You go from the iPhone 10 to 11 to the 12 Pro, Mini, all of these options. And each of the phones have been upgraded. The 12 is better than the 11. The 11 is better than the 10. And here's the other thing. Once you upgrade a phone, you never go back to the downgrade. Woo! Like, so once you give me a certain camera on the iPhone 12, I can expect that the 13 is going to be better. The 13 is not going to default back to the 11's camera. Once you make an upgrade, you stay there and go higher. And so then I'm thinking like, yo, I've been doing this on Instagram for a while now. I'm up to Will 7 I've been doing this probably for six or seven months. When I tag my name on a post, I put J. Will, started at one, J. Will, two. And what's happening is I'm upgrading myself. Like over time, it doesn't, J. Will, one to two might take a month. It might take two months. It might take a year. But what I'm doing is I'm tracking. And when I feel like I've, like that God has gotten me to another level um, in him, not like another level, like meaning like I'm dope. I'm at another level. But I've gotten closer to becoming the, the J. Will that God created me to be. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm upgrading. And so I'm asking you this question. What I'm really saying is, are you ready to upgrade yourself? Are you ready to get closer? It's a process, right? We know this. You got to go to whatever your name is, 1.0. And then we're going to guide you to 2.0. And we're going to give you inspirational stories. And again, how-to episodes. We're going to give you information that if you receive it, you are going to become that person you were created to be. 
But I'm going to warn you about something. Your biggest enemy on this path, it's not going to be a hater. It's not going to be your old girlfriend or old boyfriend, your ex, your old friends or somebody that doesn't like you. Your biggest challenge, your biggest enemy is going to be you. As somewhere along this life's journey, as we're progressing, we always begin to doubt ourselves. When you start feeling like that, I don't want you to go further away from the show or further away from the community of people that God has blessed you with. I want you to dig deeper. When you start doubting, dig deeper. And then that is what's going to get you to the next version of yourself. So go back, listen to five more episodes, listen to another interview. Like at the end of the day, it's time to upgrade. All right, so if you want to become the person you were created to be, I want you to be patient. I want you to really listen every week. Take notes if you have to. And you're going to get there. One thing I know since I've been doing this show, I don't talk about this a lot, but I watch the people who listen and watch and whatever, follow me on social media. I know the people, or at least some of them, who are really, really like they're faithful listeners of, of Inspire God's people. I can tell you that these people have started businesses. They've gotten new jobs. They've started schools. I'm seeing people have these levels of accomplishments, and I'm not taking the credit and saying that it's just simply because you listen to this show. But it is proof to me that we are truly guiding people to their purpose. Now, I want you to listen with a lot of balance this year. Just like today's episode, we're going to talk about being busy, right? And it's like the Old Testament and the New Testament. You have to take things in balance. You can't see um, a war in the Old Testament and just jump to all the conclusions of the world and just like, God is the worst. How could God do that? And then some people see Jesus loving in, in the New Testament. They're like, oh, God is loving. He doesn't ever oh, discipline. Nope. We got balance. We know that God disciplines, but he, we know he does it out of love, right? So there's some things that we talk about on this show. I want you to listen to develop yourself. It's like today, because this is a pre-recorded episode, so I could say this. Um, Toy and I talked like two days ago. That's what happened when you're on break. You could do pre-recorded shows and stuff. And we get to talking about our schedule at different point in our calendar and how busy we are. And I think at one part I say something about like how my family or my wife like even um, have to like get on my calendar and things like that. And, and that's true, but it's not completely literal. Because if my wife needed something, if my mom, my family needed something, like at the end of the day, it's a need, it's an emergency, or it's a strong desire, yes, that's going to happen. But what I'm saying is that there is a standard. When you, when you start living your life at a certain standard, your time is valuable, right? And so listen from that perspective um, and just understand and know that my wife can get my attention anytime she wants or needs it. And um, what else? I'll be trying to give you all disclaimers because this show ain't about negativity. Like, I really don't want it. Like, <laughs> I don't want people to take stuff the wrong way, man, because sometimes y'all do that. But, yo, without further ado, I guess, like, um, I'm trying to make sure I got all my little thoughts out of the way because can I be real with y'all? I've been away so long. I have way too much to say. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say nothing else and save it for next week and the next week. In the next week, 
And we're going to jump into this interview. And uh, it's not an interview. Why did I say that? It's not an interview. Toya's been on this show 20 times. This is Inspire Guys People, the podcast co-hosted by LaToya Early from Chase Gray Enterprises. I want y'all to sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Email me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about the show. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate the show. Give us ratings. Give us five stars if you like it a lot and three stars if you don't like it at all. Don't give me a one star. I'm going to cry. I'm just going to be real. I'm going to cry if I get one star. Give us stars and take some time to type out a review and tell us what you think of the show. It matters. It blesses me. It blesses you. I'm inspired when you inspire. But uh, get ready for season three. It's going to be an amazing journey. And thank you for joining. And we're going to guide you to your purpose. Uh, guide you to your purpose. What? All right, guys, people, I know what you're thinking. What in the world is up with Jermaine doing a what in the world when we're supposed to be getting this interview with Toya? I have to tell you what just happened. You can't make this stuff up. So between that last little intro that you're hearing and what you're hearing now, two hours have passed by. Literally two hours, and I got to tell you what happened. We almost lost the interview. The interview was gone. Like, it was, it was about to be a wrap. Long story short, here's what happened. I had, over Black Friday or something, I decided I'm getting a new um, flash drive, SD card, USB card, whatever it is, to save the files in my podcast studio when I do interviews. Because, you know, audio files are large, and a lot of times I was using 16 gigabyte or 32 gigabyte cards, and I will run out of space. And my biggest fear is doing an interview and running out of space and, you know, um, it not recording. So I went and bought a 128 gig card, right? Thinking I'm doing something. I'm going I'm to splurge and get this one. This was the first time I used it uh, with the interview with Toya. You know, we have, um, you know, we I record in the podcast studio, typically save it to this file, and then I'll bring it into my music studio and a lot of times produce the rest of my show, right? You get in the behind the scenes look. I told y'all we were being more vulnerable this year, and you're going to get a lot of insight into Inspire God's People and how we developed this show. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> anyway, uh, one day it's going to be we. That's why I talk like that. So, right, I get this car, and I'm like, ah, yeah. And right when I'm like, you know, inserting it into the, the music studio to edit everything out, it's not reading the card. I'm getting nervous, and I'm like, whoa, I don't think this computer reads a 128-gig card. And I have three, I got three laptops. I try all three of my laptops. I got PC, I got Windows 10, I got MacBook, like different reasons that I have these laptops, but I have laptops, right? And not all of them are new, so I'm not stunting. Don't take it like that. I just have multiple laptops. So none of them are reading the card, and I have to make this decision. If you format the card so that the computer can read it, you lose and delete all the data on the card. So I'm sitting here like I got this interview today that I'm about to share with y'all. Thank God. <laughs> We're going to get to that. 
but I was about to lose it because I was trying to make this decision. And I'm sitting here for two hours. And this show is called The Busy Life. And I have to let you know, I'm really tired. Um, today, I've had multiple presentations over Zoom for work. Um, I had a couple of big meetings um, with some of my boss's bosses. And, you know, last night, even prep, uh, I can talk, I promise, preparing for this meeting, these meetings, I was up. Uh, I closed my laptop at one o'clock in the morning, probably went to sleep at one twenty. I woke up. I always wake up at like 545 to 630. I don't use an alarm clock. I haven't needed an alarm clock in years. My body just gets up most days. There are some days that, you know, like a day like, I don't know. I got to get up early tomorrow. But like on the weekend, I might wake up at eight o'clock or 830. You know, that's late for me, mostly. So long story short. Um, I, I'm tired, right? We, we gonna, you're going to hear a lot about the busy life today. And this is part of success. And this is why I'm sharing this because success isn't pretty. Success is ugly if you want me to be real. It's about you when nobody else is looking, deciding to be committed and not taking the easy way out. And sometimes you're going to get frustrated. I was frustrated just like in between this time, I was frustrated. But what was motivating me to figure it out was y'all because I'm like, they need somebody needs to hear this interview. I keep calling it an interview. She co-hosted the show today. Right. It's really not an interview. It's a conversation. And I had I'm like, somebody needs this. So as tired as I am and I've been up like I woke up at 545, 645 today, whatever. It's nine o'clock at night and the show comes out at midnight and I'm committed to this show. It's my first show back. All this right. And so I'm, I'm making this decision. Am I going to, oh, I'm about to lose this data. I'm about, I'm about to have to figure out how at nine o'clock at night to get the energy to do another show. Now I have other shows like written out and ideas and things like that, but this was the show for today. And it's something in me that just won't give up. I don't even know why I'm like this. It's like something in me that will not give up. I always feel like if I don't know the answer to something, if I can't solve a problem, it's just because I haven't thought of it yet. Right. And sometimes when you're in having a business or you're, you know, running a passion project or you're on your, your day job, like sometimes we take the easy way out and we don't sometimes stop and think like, yo, Jermaine, you I know you frustrated, but you need to push through because there is an answer that you just haven't found yet. And so lo and behold. I'm just sitting around. I'm, I got I have I got studio equipment. You know, I'm like, all right, I, I go back into the podcast studio. I put the card um, in this um, like the the mixer that I record on is newer. I think I bought it in. I bought it sometime earlier this year or earlier last year uh, around when the pandemic started. So I could start doing these phone interviews. I never used half the features on it because I'm so busy. I just don't have time. So today I'm messing with it. I just sit at, I sat down at my desk. I start messing with it. And I see this feature called card reader. I'm like, yo, what's this? I pull out the manual. I never read manuals. Pull out the manuals and guess what? This pod, this little, this studio mixer, I don't even understand why it has this feature. It can turn into a card reader. That reads large files. I plug this into my music studio computer, bring it over to the other side, plug it up. 
and it literally, it turns off the mixer mode, so it's no longer a studio mixer. It's literally only. When I say only, you got to understand, it is now serving one singular purpose. It says on the screen when you look at it, card reader. I plug it up, and here we are. You guys are about to hear this interview that was about to be lost. Now, the reason I'm sharing this with you and I'm so passionate, I'm tired, I'm everything, I'm probably rambling, I'm sorry, but I need you to understand how real this podcast, how real Inspire Guys People is to me and how real it is to you. Like we are impacting each other's lives right now. By listening, you're impacting my life. By me sharing this, I'm impacting your life because you're going to make a decision not to give up next time. Just because you can't see the end, just because it's not going perfect, just because you're tired, we have to stop making excuses. And again, take this with balance. I'm not telling you not to get rest. I'm not bragging that I was up all day and telling you stay up all day and don't go to sleep. But you know what? Some days it takes that. I don't stay up like that every single day. But if I want to prepare for a big meeting and I want to do well, yes, I don't cut corners. I work hard. I work all day long. And I'll make it up later. We'll, you know, when the world open up, we'll take a trip. We have fun. I do things with my wife, my family, but I can't have fun every day just like I can't eat Skittles all day every day, right? You're going to have to graduate from fun and welcome in yourself into the busy life if you want to be successful. The busy life is not pretty. The busy life is not easy, but you were created for it and you can do it. The busy life is going to cause you to prioritize things that you haven't had to prioritize before. And you're going to have to learn balance. No, you don't want to become a person that's so consumed with your work that you aren't there for your family. There are some people like that. That's not what we promote on this show. But you also don't want to be a person that neglects your work because all you want to do is be around your family and have fun. There are going to be times that you literally, literally, have to be able to turn people down that you love and things you want to do to do what you need to do, to stay up late, to finish something that you started. You started it. Finish it. Just like I need you to finish this show today. Listen to this uh, conversation that I have with Toya and allow it to bless you and hit us up at Music at gmail.com and let us know what you think about it. And pray for me and all my... <laughs> Listen, man, it's been a lot going on. I'll bring y'all up to speed. It's been a lot of changes, uh, even in the last month. Uh, God is blessed. There's been some growth. There's been, man, opportunities, all type of things. And I'm looking forward to unpacking and sharing with you throughout this journey as we guide you to your purpose to become the person that you were created to be. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspiration. Guys, people, we are back in studio, man. I got... Latoya, early on the phone. What up, Toya? How you feeling? What's going on? What's going on? Everything is going on, man. I'm excited to be back on the show. You know what I'm saying? After this break, it's been it's been different. My first break after a hundred and something episodes. We were at episode 105. And I'm like, all right, now's the time, you know, to take a second and chill. So I've been chilling. Um, I really haven't been chilling, to be honest, but I've been chilling as it relates to this somewhat because i've been doing a lot of planning and strategic stuff but anyway i was going to say what's chilling what, what's a break what i need you to give me the definition of these type of terms before we move forward in this discussion it just mean that i'm busy doing something different than what i was busy doing before. that's See? all it meant 
So how you been though? Like, tell us, catch us up. Like, you know, Christmas, New Year. Um, how was your holidays? You know, did you take a break? What's new? What's going on in your world? Listen, the holiday was really good for us. We um, had an opportunity to come together as a family. I know that we've been distant, you know, for majority of 2020. Um, I kind of broke a few rules as it pertained to that whole six feet social distancing thing. But um, we got a chance to be around family and, you know, just enjoy one another. Thanksgiving was good. Christmas was good. New Year's was good. So we're in a good space. I love it, man. You know what? You got to look, you got to, you got to chill with family sometimes. And I think, listen, you know, especially immediate family. Um, it's weird too, because we in Michigan and here's the thing Toya, that I realized because, you know, I work with people all across the country every day. I'm talking to people in different States and it's interesting to me, like how everybody ain't on the same type of restrictions. You know what I'm saying? Like in nope. Michigan, it's like, don't do we can't we can't even look at somebody within six feet of us. Um, but other places they are restaurants, they doing stuff like, you know, I'm not gonna say like normal, but yeah, way more normal than us. So when we say we breaking the rules here, please believe me, if you break a rule one time in Michigan, you probably still six steps behind whatever these Listen, other states doing. We took the family to Texas for Thanksgiving, and you wouldn't have even known. Yeah, you would you wouldn't have known. Down there <laughs> like they down there, we, we went to some indoor, some outdoor mall we went to. And when I tell you, first of all, it was uh, Black Friday. When Ooh. I tell you it didn't stop here in Michigan, we didn't have Black Friday. Oh, in Texas? Yeah, no. No. It was, it was, it was happening. So that, that's funny, man. But so you did get the elbow travel. to elbow. That's crazy. That is actually crazy. But you did get the travel. So I did. Um, did you take a break off of work or anything? Like, how does that work for you? Like, you know, talking about taking breaks, like, what does that look like when you when you travel? How, you know, how far in advance do you have to plan? I'm just I'm just curious of that whole dynamic, you know, of, you know, being an entrepreneur or a business professional and like how you balancing unplugging and getting away during the holidays. When I tell you the only way for me to unplug, literally, I have to leave everything at home. So Thanksgiving, yes, I unplugged. Christmas, not so much. <laughs> the fact that I entertained at home and we did everything at home, it was really hard for me to completely detach myself. So for me, taking a break is not probably the way I'm, I should. I should probably be a little bit more intentional with separating myself from work, um, but I'm still learning what that looks like. <laughs> in, in my head, too, I'm, I'm more so the type of person when I hit my goals, then I, you know, let's work hard now and play hard later. So I, I have that type of mindset when it comes to work and play balance. So, you know, I, I tried, but I, I probably didn't do very well like <laughs> with the whole break thing. Yeah, not really. Yeah, you know what's crazy? The hardest thing for me to do is nothing. And I I realized that, like, you know, I okay, I'll tell you the one time when I, the times when I really can unplug and I really am seeing it this year because we haven't traveled. I traveled early in the year before COVID um, last year, but we didn't travel in 2020. And me and Tiff at least try to get one maybe two trips in a year because for us, we just realized like that's where 
that is what helps us sustain our marriage. And like we unplug, we get away from everybody and travel, go somewhere nice. It does everything for us. It and does. Then, you know, we could come back and like, you know, you deal with life and work and all the things that come with it. But when I travel, I know this is easy for me to unplug and just ignore everything. But if yes. I don't travel, it's tough for me. It like, is. And, and I agree. It's hard. You want me to sit at home? First, I work from home. So I work from home. I don't right. have an office to go to. So it's really hard for me to separate there, like office times and cutoff times. My coaches tell me all the time that I need to set office hours. And I really do try. I try to tell myself that I'm going to work from this time to, to this time, but it just never seems to come out that way. But when I schedule something, so maybe if we take a drive, you know, maybe to Ohio or something, then I can unplug. But if you're telling me to unplug at home, that's going to be really challenging so for me. So watch TV. Yeah. Like Even that's... watching TV is, I still have my phone in my hand doing something, something work-related. It's like, can you just chill? My idea, I'm proud of myself when I go about 30 minutes without doing any work. <laughs> I'm like super proud of myself. Like, I did right. it. I, I took some time off. So I'm still working on that. But in my mind, I'm such a goals driven type of person that I'm always waiting for the next. And so that's not necessarily a good thing. I, of course, I don't encourage that type of mindset, but when you're in that space of uh, leadership, CEO, transitioning from an entrepreneur to a business owner, your mind is constantly moving. So, you know, I, I'm trying to get better with it. And I'm assuming once things really get into that good space, I'll be able to do more and take better breaks. So we'll see. Yeah, you know what? It's it's crazy, man, because it's a balance for real. Like I could see both sides to it somewhat. Um, but ultimately, I think I have a point of view on it. I think for me, it's like you got to understand the lifestyle that you're getting into. And so on one hand, like I try to live. I guess I'll say it this way. I try not to live in the extreme. So on the extreme side of never taking a break might mean, man, you don't take trips or nothing or, you know, whatever. Like, nah, like I, I know how to take a break when it's something to do, when it's like we going somewhere, it's break worthy. But then Absolutely. You, then on the other side of that, you have people who they always taking a break. Like, <laughs> it's like, bro, you got a business. Like how you, <laughs> how you always off right at five? That's that's not reality. Like that's not a fixed schedule is not reality for successful people. I don't think it is. And you know, I used to hear, you know, you hear the success stories of, you know, not going to sleep and staying up all night. Now, I will say that when it comes to my rest and my beauty sleep, <laughs> I need to cut off eventually or I'm not going to be worth two pennies. It's no point in me trying to, you know, write or do whatever it is I need to do and I can't focus. So to that extreme, yeah, I do believe that you need to sleep and get your rest. But you're talking about having a set schedule and I'm completely off at five o'clock. That means that there are several hundreds of thousands of dollars in my account and I have a nice strong team that's able to function without me. And so once that time arrives, I will probably still be so indulged in what I'm doing. I still may not even give myself a cutoff time, but yeah, that whole, that, especially if you're in the first 10 years of entrepreneurship, 
And if your business isn't at a particular profit or price point, you're not taking breaks like that. And when you like based on what you just said too, success creates new responsibilities. So even Absolutely. with that, it's it's tough. So all right, so let me let me say this then. Like, all right, so you said sometimes obviously you you get the travel. Uh you talked about getting your your rest, your sleep. Cause I, I would agree with that. Like you have to we not saying don't go to sleep and, and we right. don't have this conversation. We're going to dissect this thing to really make it make sense for people. So don't live on the surface out there. Don't, don't just hear what we saying as usual and try to live on the surface and, and dismiss it. Cause you don't like the first part. Let's, let's <laughs> dig into it. So what I want to know from you, Toya is all right, but you a mother and you a wife. So for you, how do you fit those things into your busy schedule? Okay, so would you like the professionally, politically correct answer, or do you want me to be real and raw I w- right I w- now? I want you to be whatever you feel like, I, whatever you Listen, think they need to hear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I hear people, you know, people ask me all the time, you need to, you know, do some classes or you need to do some training on being a mom, being a wife, being a business owner. And I tell people no all the time. And they're like, why you do it all the time? I said, just because I'm doing it <laughs> doesn't make me an expert in it. So I'm figuring it out just like any other person who's working with the kids being at home and them doing, you know, virtual learning, me working, my husband working. This house can be flipped completely upside down sometimes, but because I have a goal, because I know that what I'm doing is not just for me, it is for my my family, my family's future, I'm able to kind of, you know, maneuver things a little better. But to be honest, I don't have a one, two, three step. And that is so uh, funny to me because I'm such a strategic person when it comes to business building. You know, I'm one, two, three, let's do this. But when it comes to family, children, business, work-life balance, I'm just doing it. I don't, I don't have a strategy (laughs) for that. Isn't always pretty is what you're saying. No. Okay. No. But okay. So, and of course, like, see, I'm, I have insight because I'm cool with your husband, of course, and, Mm -hmm. and we kick it quite often. And the funny thing is, like, now talking to Meech, like, in his mind, you're amazing, like, at all this stuff. Like, you are the example. You know what I mean? And so I think it's kind of dope that maybe in your mind you're just doing it and you're figuring it out. But I know that you're there, though. And I think – yeah. That like so part of I guess the way I'm framing up this conversation and even how I'm asking you is like I want people to know I don't I don't believe that it's about being perfect in these things. A lot of times we fail our way to success. We make mistakes, right? Are they? We gotta manage those mistakes, and they can't be catastrophic. And what what do I mean by that? Like, yeah, you might be figuring it out, but before we before we did this show. When I when I called you and got you on the line before we started recording, you were like, hey, hold on. Give me a few minutes. Let me call you back. I got to go make sure my kids together, make sure they don't come knocking. Like, so my point is there's still a presence there. Even if you don't have it all the way figured out, 
you're committed to it. You're committed to being a wife. You're committed to being a mother. I know that because I know you, obviously. But can you speak to that a little bit? Like how it's like, yeah, I don't have it figured out, but I have committed to that. And, and let me just say this. The reason that I'm asking you this this way is because I see a lot of people these days become so much engulfed in their own dreams and goals that they are not present in their children's lives. So can you speak to that? Absolutely. And so with you saying that, it, it, it makes me stop and think for a second because it's kind of like when you when you start doing something, you know, so often or every day and it becomes routine, you don't notice what you're doing. So, of course, let me show some love to my husband and thanking him for acknowledging, you know, me being able to wear multiple hats around the house. But for the mom who is, you know, building her business and working with children, I have three young elementary school age children. So with them being in their virtual learning and me having to manage their schedules and me working in between their scheduling, cooking in between their scheduling, folding clothes and all of that good stuff, I'm learning to delegate and to give my children some responsibility. It's funny, the other night, my son asked me, um, we, I buy the Red Lobster biscuits in the box. And so he's like, can you make me some Red Lobster biscuits? I'm like, no, sir, I'm working. Like, what are you talking about? Can I stop and just make you some biscuits? He said, well, can I make them myself? And me being the mom who wants to always be Johnny on the spot, I'm learning to grow my children, grow my men, my young boys up into men so that they're responsible for themselves. And this is a whole subject in itself because I was saying this the other day. How do I, you know, help my boys grow up to men without, coddling them without spoiling them. I want to do everything for them. I want to fold their clothes because they don't do it right. I want to cook for them. But on the flip side, I have a, a multi six figure business to run over here. So how do I do them both? And so it's really me learning how to delegate, um, having them help with their chores, having them help. Like I said, my son got in the kitchen and he made biscuits for the first time. He's nine. And so in my head, I will say that sometimes I have some mom guilt where I'm feeling bad that I'm working. I'm feeling bad that I'm not giving them my undivided attention. But on the flip side, I'm setting an example for them. So when they get married, when they grow up, they have something, you know, to hold to a certain standard. So me being able to balance these things is a working process for me, but I'm just grateful because I have a, a phenomenal husband who's supportive, but God really helps me with my temper, with me getting frustrated and just really maneuvering and making sure this is a well-oiled machine. So it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of scheduling and planning, but it can definitely be done. Okay. No, and and I think that's real, right? What you what you saying is real from the standpoint of now, because I now I want to backtrack on something because at first you said I don't know, I'm just doing it right, and that could have gave off the impression to people like, see, she putting her business first, all this stuff. But as you got uh -huh. to talking, you were saying stuff like I'm folding clothes in between a meeting, I'm setting this up, and what I, what it made me think is that family is part of the busyness. Here's the Absolutely. reason why I'm saying that. 
I've I've talked to executives like literally one on one talk to certain executives. I've heard CEOs speak about this. And one of the things that used to scare me, I, I, I used to be scared to go into leadership in corporate America because I felt like some people were giving a whole life to a company. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. But one of the things I, I, that I thought about was like, all right, I heard this one guy. I've heard actually multiple people say this, uh, CEOs, like, hey, when you get to this level, you know, now these are CEOs of Fortune 50 companies, so I could imagine. But they're like, you know, you're missing your kids' graduations. Uh, one dude said, I don't know my daughter's favorite color. Like, I've heard people say they don't know their kids, right? But they're providing all these resources because of all the money they have. Now, here's the thing for me, right? Now, we all got to decide what we want to do. For me, my whole thing is like, all right, I'm super busy. I'm living this crazy, busy lifestyle. But why would my wife or my family be the first thing I sacrifice due to my busyness? Because, like, you still on Instagram, you still on Facebook, you still binge watching all these shows on Netflix. So my challenge to some people is like, before you run away from something because you don't want to be busy or use your family as an excuse, make your family a part of the busyness. Absolutely. So and, and what we do, and I can't say this, we we the first the reason why families are the first, unfortunately, to get to get the hit when you start creating this busy life is because we assume that they understand. That's number one. And number two, you assume that because you're doing it and making money that you're doing it for them. So if you're going to have to sacrifice, you know, that's that's the mentality we have. We, uh, me and I were sitting and we were watching a movie and we were I asked him the young lady in the movie, her and her husband divorced. And her husband said that they divorced because she had become so consumed and so absorbed in her business that they didn't have time, that she didn't have time for him. And I stopped and I asked me and I said. No, I don't know okay. what movie I'm was. Sorry. That. My bad. No, that's okay. Nope, it wasn't an intern though. And I said, I asked Meech, I said, you know, do you feel that way? And he told me flat out. He said in the beginning, yeah. He said, when you first started Chase Gray, you were totally consumed in the office all day, you know, tunnel vision. And he was like, I understood, but it did challenge us a little. And I had to check myself. I said, because as you just said, this business, although I am, you know, looking to create legacy and looking to leave behind generational wealth, this is for all of us. So because it's for all of us, we all have to work together. So whether or not it's, you know, me teaching the boys how to properly <laughs> fold the undershirt mm -hmm. or, you know, me stopping or I'm on a call and I'm folding clothes at the same time, we're a team. And I think that this is um, this may be like a, a a younger age way of thinking, I should say, because, of course, as you just stated, the older CEOs, they're in the offices all day. They're doing meetings all day. But this new way of living, we have to learn how to do this as a team. And I believe that we may be the ones to set the example to say, hey, you can create the multiple figures in your life, whether or not you're CEO of an established uh, 50 Fortune 50 or you're CEO of your own company, but you have to learn how to make this a whole um, 
you know, a whole team, a, a whole project versus you doing it by yourself. Yeah, I think uh, we we tend to adopt the mindset that I'm doing this for you and we need to adopt the mindset that I'm doing this with you. That's and good. I'm guilty of that in the past. And that's why I say we have to we got to get the mistakes out. Here's the one thing you're not going to know until you do it. Now, here's the other flip side of this. Right now, some people at home, th this is the crazy thing about life. So some people would take this like, yeah, see, that's why I'm not being an entrepreneur. That's why I'm not advancing myself in business. I've seen people turn down promotions and don't want to be a manager or don't want responsibility. And we use the excuse that I don't want to be taken out of my home. And then you do the opposite. Then you sit in the house all day and now you're still no good to the family because you're not producing anything. One Absolutely. Thing, God created us to produce something. At the end of the day, you, we have to find, we have to go down this journey and try to figure out how do I produce? And it's going to be a balancing act, but sitting at home all day and doing nothing. Cause th this is what I used to tell Tiff <laughs> in the beginning. Cause I was confused and I'm talking years ago now. I'm, I mean, I'm talking literally maybe 10 years ago at this point, but it was like when I first started getting busy and you know, with stuff, I used to just, do, I used to just go. And it was all in my head. And I was thinking, I'm doing this stuff for, for us. And then I used to tell her when she used to say I'm too busy or whatever, I'd be like, well, what you want me to do? You want me to you want me to go work at the corner store and like just whatever? And it's like, no, that ain't what I want you to do because that doesn't solve it. But then I had to start challenging myself, Toya, to learn like how to not just do something for my wife that she didn't say she wanted. Mm-hmm. I think that's a part of it. If I go out here and I try to um, become a multimillionaire and I buy her, you know, a house and cars and buy her things that she never said she wanted, they're not going to Then gonna it's have, in vain. Yeah, it's going to be in vain. So how do y'all, like, what would be your advice for, like, a, a young married couple? I'm, I'm married. I'm doing this business. My wife don't understand. How would you advise people to get on the same page to make sure that what you're going after as a team to do it together, right? Um, yeah. How do you get on the same page as an entrepreneur? That's good. So the, the first thing that I would want to say, though, let's kind of backtrack a little bit, is, is the, the reflection of what we do in our children's lives. You know, the reason why there are so many generations of poverty and generations of families not pursuing their greatest potential and reaching purpose, it's because the parent told the child to chase their dream, but the parent never did it. Man. So the child never had an example. And I say that because I'm a product of that, you know. While my parents may not have nurtured the gift the way that they probably could have as a child because they didn't know how, they've always been encouraging to go do and reach the stars. Well, you never even went past 48205. So right. how are you encouraging me to do this? And so what we have to do is, is again, with us flipping over into this new space, especially with parents and learning how to make this a team effort. If there's a wife who's pursuing her full-time entrepreneurship or a husband pursuing his, 
the opposite spouse have to come on board because the the vision or the goal is way bigger than even the marriage. If you want your children to reproduce something greater, one of your one of your songs that we play all the time is you should be better than me. Right. Well, how is it that I expect you to be better than me when I'm not even setting a, a high expectation? Yeah. So it's not going to be too hard for me to be better than you. It's not going to be. So you're saying that, you know, because you work at um, McDonald's and I worked at Chick-fil-A, <laughs> does that make me better than you? You know, like right. so that type of mentality in the household. And once you start saying that the vision for this family is bigger, what we're trying to do or we're breaking generational curses and we're trying to change the trajectory of our children's future then that's when the spouses have to come together and say, you know what, let's sit down and figure out, you know, the bigger picture. It's it's kind of hard for me to speak from this perspective because I will say my husband has been an absolute amazing partner when it has come to this full-time entrepreneurship. And I'll say this as a good thing and as a bad thing. It's a good thing because he's always been go out and get it. It's a bad thing because he's so con- used to me, you know, doing my own thing that it's harder for him to see the vision. And when you are in a marriage where one person is, an, is a dreamer or an entrepreneur and the other person isn't, it's very important for you to work as a team because your children is your children are watching and what you do affects one another. So if I were to encourage a husband and a wife, let's sit down and let's identify the bigger goal. Because while this business is definitely a goal, what will this business produce? How can my goal is to retire me? And I tell him that all the time. And to him, that's mind blowing. He'd be like, what? But it's so funny because in the beginning of our marriage, me will always say stuff like, I don't mind being a stay at home dad. I hope he don't be mad with me for saying this. (laughs) But he was because he loves being a dad, which is, of course, why he does what he do with, you know, with the fathership project. But I would tell him, you know, I'm looking to retire you. Why? Because we have to change what our children see. We have to change what people see. And so just saying all of that to say is if you have a spouse who's pursuing purpose, who's out here, you know, chasing their dream and building a business. Look at the bigger picture. Let's make this a team effort so that that entrepreneur doesn't feel pressure or guilt or shame if they're not showing up in the areas that you want them to show up in. Yeah, you said a lot of good things. Um, I I would say, like, you said something about the vision and the goal um, versus the marriage. And it made me think, like, you know what? The vision and the goal is the marriage. And you kind of went on later to say that um, the vision for the family and, and a lot of things you were saying just made me think, even when you talk about wanting to retire Meech and he, you know, is, uh, doing the fathership project and things like that. What it makes me think about is the importance of purpose in this conversation. Oh yes, absolutely. Because absolutely. When, right. When you know why you're doing something and that's why, like, when I tell you this year on this show is about to be so crazy. Like I have a whole like new vision, like this break. When I, when I do take a break away from things, I always come back with something new, something like God deals with me. I, I took a break from this show and I love what we did for two years, but now I have a huge breakdown that's going to be 
not just the foundation for this show moving forward, but for everything. And, and the whole idea is that you have to become who God created you to be. You have to. And so if God created you to be something, right? So if we take it away just from, you know, even me just wanting to do something right or wanting to create generational wealth or all these different things. If I start understanding what God created me to be, if I don't become that, I'm literally living in sin. Wow. So it's like, if God called you, right, which we know he called you to this point in Chase Great, but wherever he called you to as a wife, as a mother, as a businesswoman, if you do not do it, you're sinning. So wow. if you replace Chase Great with Netflix binging for the next three weeks, and you say, forget these meetings, forget the conference that's coming up. You're not just saying, forget it. You're literally turning away from the purpose that God created you. Now, right now, I'm talking to people who understand their purpose to the point where you could feel it like, like a match lit up in you. That's, like, that's how I feel my purpose. I know that's how you feel, Chase. Great. I see what Meech is doing with the Fathership Project and what I see is purpose. And so my point is, as a family, what we have to start doing is sitting down together to discuss our purpose. Me and my wife been doing this. Um, not always, but the last year, for sure. Specifically sitting down with a family vision purpose. I told, you know, people on the show last year, I probably mentioned it in passing. I don't be telling people everything. Um, I'm I'm working on that too. Like I'm so private, but I got this show and I know it brings value when you tell people stuff. But, you know, me and my wife started a real estate investment company last year. Um, and I haven't said much, but we have a company and it, we've been doing what, like we've been building the company. And my yeah. point is, this is the first thing, Toya, that has our name on it. And it's not just me. Yeah. It's not just Jermaine doing what Jermaine does. Like, it's the family purpose now. And, and us seeing, and don't get me wrong, I'm still the entrepreneurial, business-minded, dreamer, creative, and I'm trying to pull my wife along, and, but she's taking strides that I hadn't seen her take before. So, yeah, I just think as a family, we got to start making time to sit down and literally have purpose vision meetings. Like you got to literally sit down and do it. This, this really takes me to the idea of marriage. When you talk, when you, when you put it like this, especially for you and Tiff, I know that when we get married, you know, we have our own agendas when we get married and being married and being saved has completely changed the way I view Christ. Like it's, it's changed the way that I look at marriage, you know, when you are when you're carnal, you look at marriage to make some babies, to grow a, a life together. I'm so in love, yeah. you know, all of that nice commercial romance that is advertised. But when you get married and you really start understanding what his purpose is, what God's purpose is for your life and how you look at you and your spouse and you can see why he allowed you to to get married, have children. He has a purpose to fulfill. Yeah. And so the moment that you and husband, you and wife can sit down and identify our purpose in marriage, not just to 
make babies or pay bills or whatever we think marriage is supposed to be. But when you sit down and you discover what his purpose is, why is it, okay, what is it that he wants Tiff and Jermaine to do that they wouldn't have been able to do separately or outside of or married to somebody else? You know, I think about that kind of stuff and I look at me and Demetrius and it's kind of how you and Tiff are. It's kind of like me and Demetrius on the flip side. And I'm I'm pulling them in and he's, he's he getting closer and closer, y'all. I'm so excited. This is how I know prayer works. But watching him do what he does, I always ask God, I said, Lord, why did you give us three boys? Especially because, you know, g- most girls want girls, you know. So yeah. I'm like, Lord, why, why did you give me three boys? And he, he very clearly told me that it was for my husband. It was for him to fulfill his purpose. And so once you sit down and you look at your marriage and say, this marriage is not about whether or not we like each other right now, whether or not we have enough money, you know, it's not about any of those things. It's really about fulfilling his purpose. It changes marriage. It changes how you do life. It changes how you do business. It changes how you approach because now there's a much greater value behind the ideal. Listen. So Listen. Finish. No, finish. My bad. I thought you No, were no, no. Go. You you good. You good. We we Oh my god. You said you got me going. Like we have had purpose locked in the back room like the uncle that don't come out and just sit like we haven't allowed our purpose to walk around the house and get to know everybody. And so what happens to your point is we walk and live in these marriages doing the things like man why am i making money and and it's not making you happy why like i did this for you right but then when you start redirecting and doing it with me what happens is yeah now to your point you start seeing oh i'm doing chase great i'm the entrepreneurial dreamer but my husband these three boys it it means something deeper to him. Now, I, I know more in depth because he's my friend and I talk to him about his sons and what it means and how he grew up and things like that. And we're not going to tell his story today. But my <laughs> point is I can clearly see with the fathership project, I see purpose. I'm not talking about how much money you make in. I'm not talking about how many likes you get. I'm, see, purpose starts putting all the other stuff in its place. and what we have to do is let purpose breathe, man. Let it out. You yeah. said something so dope about marriage. We we be married. Look, and I, I know I'm guilty of this, especially early on. You married and you thinking, you looking at all the superficial stuff. You cute, how much of this we make, what we do, oh, where we travel. Once you allow purpose in the room, then all these other more in-depth things, you said something. You said, what What did God create us to do in this marriage that we couldn't have deal with nobody else? Yeah. Think about how deep that is, especially when you consider the fact that if you live on a superficial uh, level, then it's like the moment that person ain't the right, uh, they not just as cute, the moment their body is a little left, like you, you can walk away and go find somebody better when you live on the surface. My wife can find somebody cuter than me. You know what I'm saying? But when you live in purpose, like 
No, you cannot find greater than what God called you to do. Listen, me and Meech joke all the time. We we joke about each other's exes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he has right. his his names. I have mine. We laugh. We joke. It's it's hilarious. But one thing that we do say to each other is, you wouldn't be who you are if you didn't marry me. And that's a very arrogant statement to say. And we love each other, of course, so we do it to be funny. But it's the truth. I ask myself all the time, like, man, if I had to continue with such and such, would I be right here? No. No, no way. No, no way. No, you wouldn't. If he had have continued with such and such, would he be where he is? Absolutely not. No. And so this is this is why when we talk about, you know, entrepreneurship and living in purpose and doing this thing as a team, because when you try to do it, the Bible talks about the the about the power of agreement. When you have two people who are walking with one accord in his will and fulfilling what he's created you to be, do you know how powerful you are? This is why there shouldn't be, if you have a, a, a husband or a wife who's pursuing full-time entrepreneurship, you need to be on their team because what it sounds like is God has shown them something before they've shown you. And if you just come together in his word, figure it out together, you don't know what type of power you'll be able to create in, in being in that space. Man, that's powerful. And this is all about perspective. And I say that from, th from this perspective, not to use the word twice. From this point of view, it's like once you realize, okay, I'm not fighting you. Like, all right, I'm not the dreamer and you this person that don't want something or whatever. No, you start looking and being like, all right, God gave me this vision. I started seeing with the vision God gave me for our real estate investment company. I started seeing the purpose. And for the first time, I started scripting out what this means for my wife in particular. Now, she's mm -hmm. always been a part of it, you know, just because we married and, you know, where we going and what we doing. But I'm talking at a more specific level. This real estate investment company because it's the first thing we did together and it has both of our names on it. I started seeing how God is using that to pull her into purpose. And that doesn't mean it happens overnight. But my point is sometimes in marriage, we can be at each other so much where you like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And y'all fighting each other that you're not identifying. Now, this, this message right here, what I'm saying, is to the person that is the dreamer, the entrepreneur, the business professional, the successful, you know, thinker. You got to figure out what, what is the purpose for my spouse in what God is doing with me. You already said it for Chase Great. It's allowing Meech to be the fathership. To not just promote or talk about the fathership, it's allowing him to be the fathership. Absolutely. All right. So um, we talked a lot about marriage. I want to shift a little bit. Still talking about being busy. But um, I wrote this um, down in my phone last week. The calendar is your best friend. It's important to schedule things in advance so that you can keep your word. Now, this <laughs> is for entrepreneurs. And business professionals and people are, right, let, let me frame it up this way. 
when you first get busy, it's frustrating. Like if you're not used to the busy life, you I see why some people just choose laziness and they like, I don't even want to be successful. I don't want to make money. Just give me 10 stimulus checks every year and I'll sit at home and watch Netflix and I'm good. Listen. <laughs> but I want to ask you, just as it relates to you talked about, like you you cooking, you cleaning, you you're on your Zoom calls, you're having meetings, you're taking care of your kids. But from a business perspective, just like tonight, we scheduled this, you know, however many days ago, we set a time and we were on time. And so I know for me, that's important. I put something in my calendar when it's in there, it's in there. Can you just talk to people about the importance for a, a business professional and entrepreneur to keep your word? And, and I'm, I'm curious, how do you manage your, your personal calendar to ensure that you do things prompt? Because you are a prompt person, you're professional, um, you are a very sharp person. And, and so I'm assuming there has to be some things that's happening behind the scenes to allow you to stay like that? I, I take what I do serious. I think that the reason why, and, and don't get me wrong, listen, I can be on uh, CP time a lot. Yep. But when it comes to business, you know, I just have this, I've established myself as a professional. And if I were to go to a corporate space, you know, I would be, expected to show up on time or what they say 30 minutes early is considered on time. I don't even know anymore, but <laughs> it's the, it's you valuing your time and who you are. We struggle. This is, this is so funny how we're having this discussion because so many people struggle with how people don't respect them, right? You know, I'm an entrepreneur, people asking me to do stuff for free. And so just recently, I just started building my team and, and bringing on new team members. And one of my team members, uh, we went through an interviewing process and she sent me a message and said, I'm not ready. So in the back of my head, I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're getting ready to press go. I mean, the, the light is changing. And Meech told me, he said, you have no middle. You're either hot or cold. You're either down or up. Like, there's no middle for you. There is no, uh, you know, well, when it happens, that's not that's not how I think. And so me having that type of mentality, and I think that all entrepreneurs should have that because the moment you give yourself that middle, then you're okay with showing up a little bit late. You're okay with, you know, you get upset if people don't respect your business or don't respect your craft, but you don't either. And so if I'm going to hold myself to a particular standard, then I have to make sure that everyone else does the same. Well, I can't expect anyone to do anything for me that I'm not willing to do for myself. So even when it comes to my scheduling, it's funny because I just um, created, well, a couple months ago, I created a planner for coaches. And so I created this planner really for me because this is how I, you know, schedule out my weeks and my days. And when I got the planner printed, when I tell you, Jay, this planner looks like I just bought a psychology book. <laughs> I'm like, why is this planner so thick? It's because I have every second detail. I need to know what I'm doing so that I can see what area of opportunity I have. When can I shift some things? And having that type of focus is what keeps you moving forward. It's, and so that's why when we talk about the children and we talk about the kids, the same way I pencil in my client, 
I pencil in me to go get my hair done. I pencil in for me to do something with the kids. I have to do this so that I can maintain my level of respect for myself and for my time. I'm so happy you said that. Um, that's so dope. The last part you just said, you scheduling, and, and this is something I, I thought about last week, is like, you got to schedule. Like, when, when if, uh, let me say this. We talked about, like, you know, um, prioritizing family. I prioritize my wife, right? But what this means is my wife now has a responsibility to let me know things in advance. And so let's say if my wife was, like, you know, she used to be in the, um, in the, the dance group, the praise dance group. Mm-hmm. And if she had something going on, if my wife tells me she has something, it's on the calendar. There's nothing that you can tell me that's going to make me cancel it. You can pay me $1,000 to come speak. You can, you can offer me whatever you want to offer. My wife is doing something important to her, and she wants me there, and I want to be there, right? However, if my wife tells me the day before that, oh, yeah, I'm dancing somewhere tomorrow, I can't come. If I already have something on my schedule, there, there, this is what I'm trying to say. Most, to some people, that might sound crazy, but what they don't realize is in order to be successful, you have to create a standard. If me and my wife have the standard that our time isn't valuable, so we can just randomly tell each other to do anything or expect someone to do something randomly, like you're never going to be able to be successful. Here's my example. LeBron James plays for the Los Angeles Lakers, right? He makes $40, 50000000 million a year doing that. Mm-hmm. There is no way possible if he has a game in Miami tomorrow scheduled that his wife can just be like today, like, you know what? I want to go to the show tomorrow. Nobody would expect LeBron not to go to the game. To go to the show. Exactly. But you know what? It's what you said. We take the Lakers serious. We take their brand serious. They've built the brand over the last however many years, and they've won championships. We take the NBA very seriously, right? You need to learn how to take your business out there just as serious as LeBron James takes the Lakers, just as serious as Denzel Washington's wife take the next movie he got to do. And I'm going to say this, Toya. It's really a compliment what Meech said to you because so many of us live in the middle to make everybody else comfortable. And so what what I'm saying is this. Inspire God's people is important. My corporate job is important. My wife is more important than them, just like I'm sure LeBron and Denzel's wife is more important than the next game or the next movie. But at the end of the day, the standard has been set. You can't just tell me you want to go on a date night on the day of a game. Yeah. Nobody. You know what's crazy, though? Nobody even expects it. So why do we walk around with such a low expectation of ourselves? Can we unpack that? Can you tell me, like, am I tripping? Am I crazy? Or is it a standard that needs to be set that we all can respect? Because when my wife used to have dance uh, concerts, she had a dance concert. She would rehearse sometimes three or four days a week. I wasn't telling her I wanted to go get ice cream and they got practice. That's crazy. Yeah. I think that in our mind, we have to stop 
we have to stop devaluing what we do and who we are. This is this is so small. And and I know that, you know, when entrepreneurs first get started, and this is one of my pet peeves too. When I start working with a coach, and the first thing they say when we start talking about pricing, when the first thing they say is I'm new, that irritates me so bad. <laughs> because nobody knows that you're new but you. Man. And so you just told yourself that you couldn't rise to a certain standard because you're new. And so this is what we tell ourselves and convince ourselves or to justify rather us not setting certain expectations because either I'm not good enough or no one's paying any attention or it's really not that serious. But if you want something to be that serious, you have to set the expectation for it. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be funny right now. When it comes to gift giving, I have a certain expectation. <laughs> and so Demetrius know that if you do anything lower than this expectation, then you can't get mad at my response. I'm not it's mad the at same that. Thing, listen, it's the same thing with business. It's the same thing with your time, with your pricing, with your products, with your services. You can't get mad if someone gives you something less than what you have set your expectations to be. And so this is why with the young lady who withdrew, I went right back behind her and told her no. <laughs> but we talked about it because I'm noticing that because I've set such a high expectation some people may feel intimidated. They may be afraid, you know, whatever it is they're battling with. And at first I thought it was me, but then I had to change my perspective and say, no, that's a good thing. Because now what you're doing is not only are you challenging the people around you, but now you are establishing yourself in the lane that you want people to respect you in. And so it's the same thing with, you know, people with husbands and wives, and we have to stop treating each other like it's not a big deal, especially if I'm trying to, you know, create value for myself. I'm trying to be confident. All of these things play a role in it. And if you treat my time like it's not important, then I'm going to accept it. And then I'm never going to reach my greatest potential because I'm staying in the middle. We don't expect things we don't respect. And so it's like when yep. we when we don't respect something, we don't have expectations. And so to your point. If I don't have expectations for something, then I have no standard. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, wait a minute. That that whole living in the middle, that that's a that's an important thing because so many people are living in the middle and they think they doing something good by that. Like I'm learning that a standard sounds insane to people that don't have one. Like they will convince themselves, no, I'm doing the right thing by sitting here for six hours and watching Netflix with my wife every single week. Now, look, if that's one weekend, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do it. But I have purpose. You have purpose. We can entertain ourselves. We can go to an amusement park. We can go on a trip and we can set aside time. But it's just like eating candy. We can't do it all day, every day. It does. Listen, it doesn't make you a better parent because you gave your kid, your uh, kids Skittles all day without giving them vegetables. And that's how some of us live our lives as it relates to our purpose. We just scratching our itchy ears, telling ourselves what we want to hear. But I'm gonna tell you like this. I made up in my mind. I am not living in the middle to make other people comfortable. So yeah. you're gonna have to, 
I'm going to make you respect my standard. And here's what I mean by that. A couple things. We talked about the calendar thing. I think this calendar thing is real important for people because I think a lot of people struggle with this. Um, for me, a calendar is about creating boundaries. So, for instance, if, you know, if, if, you have, if your kids have a school program or a game, put it on the calendar. Like you said, you put everything on the calendar. That means you respect it. Things go on a calendar that you respect. And now that your kids have a game or something that you know you're prioritizing, when somebody call you to do whatever, see, it ain't about money. I can't stand when people think, make that excuse too. Oh, I had to cancel because it was this amount of money. No, it's about committing to something. When If yeah. I committed to going to my kid's game, I'm sorry. You got to tell people no. Create boundaries. Create a standard. My dad used to tell me all the time that when you say yes to something, you say no to everything else. Yeah. And that used to make me mad <laughs> because I didn't understand it. And it was pertaining to him. So, of course, he's like, if you tell me yes, then you tell everybody else no. But now being a little bit more mature in my thinking, I sit back and I say, that is so true. When I say yes, okay, Jay, I'm meeting with you at this time on this day so that we can, you know, talk to the people, give them, give them some good stuff. Then every other phone call, the kids, cooking, everything else, I say no to. And so what we do is, is we try, I'll say yes to you. And then I'll say yes to other people because I want to be people. I'm people pleasing. I care about their opinions. You know, I don't want to let them down. And these are mindset uh, shifts that are required, especially as entrepreneurs, especially if you're looking to really generate wealth in your business and in your life, you're going to have to make these, these tough decisions. And it starts with something as simple as managing a calendar. When you say yes to something, it's not up for debate or exchange. It's not up for the highest bidder. It's yes to this and no to everything else. And if you don't want to live at this standard, if this is too much for you, you don't want to be successful. I'm sorry. Like you know what? No, no, I take that back. No, nope, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to push on you a little okay, bit. Okay, push on. It's me. not. It's not that they don't want to be successful. It's their level of success. You got gotcha. what, what? How do they define success? Because see, for us, the level of success that we want, those things are required. But if you're satisfied with working 40 to 50 hours a, a week, uh, yeah, a week, making X amount of dollars enough to pay for your family or pay your bills. And if that's success to you, then you don't have to be so you don't have to set such a high expectation. OK, now I'm going to push back on you. I feel I feel this because I like that. I like what you said, by the way. So I'm pushing back friendly. So how I would push back on that is I would say. Is success to you success to God? Oh. So it's because my whole thing is this. My thing ain't ain't the amount of money. It ain't the job title. It ain't the car. It ain't, it ain't none of the tangible things like that. It's am I doing what God created me to be? And, he, and here's why I'm saying this. If you have found yourself living life in the middle out of pure laziness or lack of effort, or, or, or lack of, you know, um, focus, passion, whatever. If you convince yourself, yo, yeah, I'm a, I'm a scroll on, um, social media for three hours every day. 
I'm gonna watch, you know, a whole bunch of TV. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna talk to some people on the phone. I'm gonna talk about some people. But you haven't done anything that God told you to do. But but something as simple as taking accountability and responsibility for a calendar is too much for you. Then to me, I don't think that's success. Even if you think you're successful, I'm saying godly success. To me, success is, am I becoming who God created me to be? So as simple as this microphone I'm talking in right now is successful because the creator of this microphone created it to do exactly what it's doing. It's not a cup of water. It's not macaroni and cheese. If this, micro, if this microphone was in the oven, it would be so out of place. But in this studio, it's living in its purpose. Yeah. But I okay. understand what I, you're saying, though. I mean, I, I guess that round go to you. You know, I guess. It's a okay, tie. It's a tie. It. It's a tie. Because <laughs> you was right. You weren't wrong. Like, because I get what you're saying. You basically saying if I'm going to settle for that, I just I'm I just was friendly. Friendly fire. Um. A couple more things, though, because because as we talking about this, I'm I'm just thinking like. You know, you you have a conference coming up, for instance, right? When When is mm-hmm. the conference? Tell us a little bit about the conference real quick. Oh, cool. So the conference is May 13th through the 15th. It is a three day conference, a three day virtual conference, and it is for Christian female startup coaches. So we are doing our annual. I believe we're celebrating five years. We are. We're celebrating five years. Um, This May, we're doing our start to six figures shift conference for Christian female startup coaches. And so this is going to be pretty cool. All right. So now. Let's say I call you on May 11th, my birthday, May 13th. Toya, what up? I want you to stop by the house. Um, We having a drive-through birthday. That's not really my birthday, but, you know, we having a drive-through birthday party. I really want you there. Can you come through? Just do this for me. Can you, uh, what, what's your response to that? Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm busy. But what about can you what time is the conference? It's it's at three. Can you can is this party at 1030? Can you just come through? Right. Nope. You know what, though? But there was a time where I would have tried. So so tell me, because I think people need to hear this. Why won't you do it now? Because I've learned the power of my yes. When you say yes to something, you're committing to it. And so this is this is such this is so good because right now I'm I'm actually launching a book which while we're celebrating the 5 years, but I'm launching my book, my uh, 12-step six-figure success system. And one of the steps in the book we talk about um accepting the challenge. And so when I talk about accepting the challenge, I'm talking about saying yes. The day that you decide, and I've been really strong on this, but some of us are not deciding. We are still in that space where we're teeter-tottering back and forth. One day I say yes, one day I don't. We're, we're making our decision based on our circumstances versus based on our word. And so the day that you say yes is the day that you commit regardless of what happens. Regardless of the circumstances, I am committed. I'll never forget. I drove up to Midland, Michigan. It was in the middle of a blizzard. I don't think I've ever in my life since that day ever seen the snow the way that it did. I was driving up north in the middle of a blizzard. I was driving maybe like a 96 Buick Century, right? But I was so committed to the drive 
that the snowstorm I just took I just took it with strides. And so that's the problem. And that was one of my one of my discussions in 2020. You guys, some some people weren't committed to the yes. That's why when the snowstorm came, they were quick to take shelter. They were quick to hide. They were quick to derail. And so when we talk about, you know, making those plans and making them clear, the reason why it's hard for you to waver me now is because I'm committed to the yes. You know, um, my children uh, were invited to a birthday party and they haven't been around kids all year. So I was excited for them to go to a birthday party. But guess what? Mommy had a conference. And so because you didn't give me this in enough time, I had to say no. Why? Because I'm committed to my yes, regardless of who it affects. See, now you said a couple of things and. The one thing I realize is that even when we go back to like why you would tell me no on May 13th if I wanted you to come to my birthday party drive through three hours before your conference. I'm learning. Now, I'm going to speak for myself because I don't want to say that everybody else does this. This is what I used to be guilty of. I used to tell people yes and try to make crazy things happen because I knew they didn't understand the no. So. Because you don't understand how hard I worked on my conference and all the effort and the nights that I stayed up and the fact that if the conference started at three, probably since three o'clock, four days before the end, I ain't been asleep because it's more work. But we say yes to people because we know they don't live like this and they don't understand. And, and, and part of it for me used to be the people pleaser in me would tell you yes, because I'm like, well, they not going to understand if I say no. but. The businessman in me, this is the blessing and growing in business through the years. I understand the value. And it's kind of like the LeBron James and Denzel Washington example I gave. I know that some people don't understand, didn't understand it when I used me instead of them. Like when I just said, yo, if my wife asks me to do something random tomorrow, I can't do it if I have something planned. That sounds harsh until I bring it to a level of understanding that you too respect. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't expect. The Rock, while he's shooting a movie, to be able to run to the corner store to get milk. That doesn't make sense. But I live... Well, but the reason why people can't uphold that type of viewpoint is because they don't see themselves as important as The Rock. Exactly. Or as LeBron. And they will... Look, that's probably what makes me crazy. Like, I literally do... You get what I'm saying? It's like what I'm doing is literally inspire God's people is literally just as important as LeBron James for the Lakers. That's why I went 105 episodes before I took a break, because it's not a game like it's literally purpose. It has a purpose. And, and so I'll say this, like you said to anybody out there, you got to start seeing yourself. Take yourself as serious as the, the, the seasons and series you watch on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Take it. Or, or how about this? Take yourself as serious as you want other people to take you. If you're not. And this is this is a very important decision for everybody to make. And I know we hear it all the time, you know, that people will treat you the way that you tell them to treat you. 
but that is the truth. If you're not respecting your business, if you're not respecting your time, if you're not setting boundaries, I'll never forget. My dad used to call me all the time and say, hey, can you run and do this? No, sir, I am working. But because I'm an entrepreneur and I work from home, they believe that your schedule is just flexible. Oh no, you set boundaries. Once you set those boundaries, once you listen, once you put, I, I say this all the time, how do you separate uh a friendly conversation and a client. You separate them with a link. The moment that our conversation and I send you a link and say the only way that we can continue this conversation is if you're on my calendar is when you start to take what I do seriously. That's real. That look, and at the end of the day, like I can't lower my standard to make you comfortable. Yeah. I used to I used to do that. Because I'm like, like you said, working at home, when people don't know what you do, they thinking, I ain't, you ain't doing that. It's like, yo, you know, like if I just go, I'm going to just take the last two days, right? Um, Yesterday, I think I was up by six. I was probably working by seven, seven thirty. And I closed my laptop for work at 9 p.m. Today. I was up by 6.30, same thing, working by like 7, whatever, whatever. I'll be done at 10 o'clock tonight. And in, in, the, in those gaps of those days are Zoom meetings for work, planning, uh, PowerPoint presentation building, um, working on a few bi business deals, submitting paperwork for different things, um, a couple of um, mentorship calls a couple of calls, people from my team that need direction on something that they need to do. And I'm like, okay, this is what, this is what the expectations are preparing for my team call tomorrow. Um, you know, and so my point is nobody sees that. Right. And so they just think you at home, you work at home or whatever. Like, no, I'm busy. But yeah. I can't wait for you. And I'm saying this, I'm empowering everybody out there. Stop waiting for people to see your standard and respect it. You have to demand respect. So look, a couple things before we go. You talked, you said something dope about circumstances. I really like this. And it made me think circumstances create excuses. So you talked mm -hmm. about driving in the snow and I'm, I'm just being real. Have you ever had something or invited people somewhere? And then you saw late, they said, yeah, but you saw later that the weather had changed and you was like, oh, they probably going. This is the that circumstance created the perfect opportunity for an excuse. Now, I'm not saying if it's really like a dangerous snowstorm or something. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking about sometimes it's like, yo, it ain't even really snow that much. You just needed an excuse. And that circumstance gave you everything you needed not to come. So I love that you drove. Um, you know, in the winter, I'm gonna give you the last word, you know, before we get out of here, this has been a great conversation, man. We just talking about the busy life, um, both as entrepreneurs and business professionals, um, because even believe it or not, in like in my corporate ro uh, job, it's the same thing. I have calendars every day. My calendar is full every day. Um, I try not to move things around. Like if you on there, you on there. Um, and, and so that success doesn't, uh, change whether you're an entrepreneur or a business professional. Um, 
But what would you leave people with as we're talking about this? If I'm someone who I'm at the very beginning, Toya, me and my wife ain't on the same page. I don't have a calendar. I got this little business I'm doing on the side. I barely take it serious. Some days I work all day. Some some days I don't work at all. I pick it up. I put it down. Where do I start? My first my first word of advice will be to decide. I mean, you have to make a decision. Um, an indecision is still a decision. So even if you are wavering and one day you up, one day you you're down, whatever you put out is what you're going to. That's the type of tone that you're setting. So I encourage my my business owners, my those of you who are, you know, looking to transition into full time entrepreneurship or you're looking to build a business as you're working in your nine to five, of which I consider a dualpreneur. Um, I encourage you to decide, decide whether or not you're going to commit by any means necessary, because in that decision, there's a process. And so every time this is hear me out every time you fall off, you have to start that process over again. So you keep wondering why you're not much further ahead. I've been doing this for a year. I've been doing this five years. And it's because you've decided over and over and over again. Now, I will say that every day you have to wake up and say yes. Every single day. There isn't a one time I said yes. I said yes eight years ago. And I've had to say yes every single day since then. But in that saying yes, there's a process, there's a a mindset shift that's required. So if you're going to say yes every day, you're going to make the decision that by any means necessary, you're going to push forward, then you have to stay committed to that process and know that there is so much reward. In, In high school, I was a part of the JROTC program. And this was the first time that I learned about the whole, you know, no risk, no reward. And of course, that sounds so cliche, but it is one of the number one facts that I learned as a um, in my high school time, that if you're not willing to decide and take the risk, you'll never be able to truly benefit from the reward that Christ has for us. We know that he's given us life and he's given us life of more abundantly. But in order for you to live out that abundance, you have to decide. You have to make a decision that Jesus died on the cross for me so that I can live a life of health, wealth, love, peace, forgiveness, and all of that good stuff and all of his abundance. But in order for me to uh, walk and fulfill in that, in that abundance, I have to make a decision. So it's up to you. Are you going to make the decision or are you going to stay mediocre and just live and exist? I like that. The decision and indecision is still a decision. And there, there's going to be a question I'm going to be asking all year. And, and I think on, I think on next week's show, I'm going I'm to really give this breakdown and, and take some, uh, some time to set the tone for where we headed next. But the, the question is, do you want to become who you were created to be? And I'm asking people this question because all of the conversations that we're, we've been having and that we're going to have, it really centers around that decision, like you said. Like, yo, if you don't, look, if you don't want to become who, who you were created to be, then like really this don't apply to you and it never has to make sense, right? This is for someone who answers yes to that question of I want to be who God created me to be. And he, here's what I'll say too. Communicate with the people 
around you that you love, with your family, right? We talked a lot about marriage. I talked a lot about my standard. Here's the reality of it, and, and I'm not even joking when I say this. I love my wife so much that if me and her during our communication, had she told me something like, I literally can't handle you being busy, like, this is horrible, like, whatever, whatever, like, I would choose her over the busy life. You get what I'm saying? But the, the, the beautiful thing about being married in purpose and growing in purpose, I'm not saying we always been there since day one and we just this magical couple. But the beauty of it is when you start seeing the purpose behind what each other is doing, that's what makes a person who's not necessarily the dreamer of the relationship be able to support the dreamer because they're seeing purpose in it. And by the grace of God, I've been able to, to deliver on things that I've said. Like, so when I say this is what we're going to do and this is what the, this is going to happen here, I don't overpromise. I, I don't, you know, I'm not like a blind dreamer that just like say all this stuff and none of it comes into fruition. My wife has seen things come into <laughs> fruition. Um, and so by the grace of God, my point is communicate, man. Talk to people. That's how you get on the same page. That's how I can boldly say these things I'm saying today. It's not, this not going to surprise my wife and she going to hear it and I'm going to get in trouble and have, so if you like, if you hear me talk like this and you're like, oh my God, his wife, like, nope, guess what? My wife is good. She on, she on board with it. I'm not saying every day is simply perfect, but in all that talking, Toya, you said something about your boys and, and raising them up. You know what my mom used to say to me? She used to say to me and my brothers while, while she was hollering at us, playing gospel music, telling us to clean up the house and giving us chores. She said, one day you're going to have a wife and you're going to help your wife clean up. And when your wife yep. is sick, you're going to do this. And guess what? Out of all this stuff, when I said make family part of the busyness, all this busy stuff includes taking out the garbage, trimming the trees outside, putting gas in the car, date nights. We haven't had a lot of those this year. But all, all the stuff I'm saying, I, I didn't go into detail. My wife is a part of all of that. It's not her versus this stuff. It's learning how to, you know, um, merge it all. So now I got to give you the last word again because I, I took the last word. I don't, I don't want to do that. So now you got to come up with something else amazing to say and get us out of here. No, listen, I just want to encourage everyone who is um, checking out episode 106 after this amazing break. Don't let this, don't let the whole new year, you know, shift you. Know that you have every day to make a decision. Know that if you decide today, it can completely change the trajectory of your tomorrow. I know that these are these, you know, these sayings sound so cliche. You may have heard them. It sounds like something that you hear on TV or, or whatnot, but it's the truth. You have the power to become the exact thing that God has created you to become. It's just up to you to say yes. I love it, man. Do you want to become who you were created to be? Thanks so much, Toya, for jumping on the show. Again, we're going to have you back um, in a few weeks, and we're going to be talking a lot more about Toya's conference. Um, so stay tuned for that. Again, it's May 13th, but you're going to hear a whole bunch more about that. You're going to hear a lot more from Toya. Um, and yeah, man, this was a great return show. So I appreciate you for jumping on. And y'all have a amazing day out there. Day out there. Day out there.
Yeah, thank you for listening to today's show. Now go and tell everybody that you may know. We serving inspiration like it's on the menu. We trying to guide you to the person that you meant to be inspired. You can learn it and become that. Ain't afraid to hit rock bottom because we from that. I mean, we got flaws, but we ain't stopped yet because we ain't ours. I mean, we ain't yours. We ain't from here, child of God. We got flaws, but we ain't from here because we ain't yours. I mean, we ain't ours. We ain't stopped yet, child of God. I mean, uh, yeah. I ain't from here, bro, yo. Uh, uh, uh. I ain't from here, bro, uh. Yeah, I ain't from here, sis. No, uh, uh, uh. I ain't from here, sis.